I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here today. We are super, super excited to celebrate a very key milestone, episode number 200. I cannot for the life of me believe that I have put up with Dean Holland for so long. As I say that, he's sauntering into the studio, just having gotten off his white noble steed. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to the one, the only, bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> 200 shows and you still still not quite what do you mean me dude it's the trumpet players i don't i don't want you to pin this on me this is true this is true okay okay i can see how are you doing my friend 200 episodes dude i got i gotta be honest i just listening to the intro and we're talking about how that was the easiest thing we did all day <laughs> Getting this show going was a labor of love, and we didn't have any listeners at the time. And now we've got hundreds of thousands of listeners, which is sort of incredible that anybody puts up with us. And uh, and here we are, two hundred episodes later. Would you believe it? Like we, there, there is such a like the whole story behind this. You know, is both. This only came about because we happened to be both in the same mastermind. And then, you know, you happen to say, come up with the idea. And I'm like, yeah, let's go with it. And then next thing you know, we're 200 shows in four years later. And like you say, yeah. the, the, the irony is, is when we started this podcast, you know, we kind of tongue in cheek said, you know, arguably the best business podcast in the world. And yet now here we are. And I think, is it argued? Is it is it being argued anymore? Or is it I just that? I, so. I, mean, I feel like it's definitive. Maybe we should yeah. change the tagline. Definitively, yeah, the best yeah, business you know. podcast in the world. No longer, arguably, the greatest <laughs> business <laughs> podcast in the world. That's exactly right. <laughs> Formerly known as arguably the best business <laughs> podcast in the world. Um, man, well, it's uh, it, I, and I heard I haven't I heard rumor. I haven't seen it myself yet. But I heard rumor there was a Facebook post this morning uh, where you're actively recruiting a new a new co-host. So we'll have to unpack that and deal with that. Uh, we're going to drag out our dirty laundry here, evidently on episode 200. It it appears that that happened, you know. And I, I kind of yeah wanted you to see it, didn't want you to see it, but you know that's just where we're at. 200. I mean, we've spent a lot of time together. I mean, it's true. We both don't like each other, so I mean, I, I think it's only right that we move on in that direction. Yeah, no, it's very good. So we'll uh, we'll get a poll going, see uh, who people prefer stick around, and who's going to recruit the new co-host. Um, the uh, the one downside, obviously, if you get voted in as the uh, the person to stay, I don't know that the shows are going to be very uh, long because you're uh, you don't talk a whole lot. So. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, to be fair, I primed the new perspective uh, co-host in the post. I did say I say very little, so it's quite an easy gig for. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so let's talk about what we've got in store for people today. Um, you know, for us, we're like, all right, you know, maybe not everybody's excited about this episode two hundred. We are okay. I'm yeah. just going to say that. So, if you're not excited about it, you can just turn it off right now. Right. Um, but if you are. What uh, what we thought would be really cool is we've had so many, so many 
incredible guests. We've had uh, in the 200 episodes, we had one episode that didn't air, um, <laughs> which we can talk about as well um, and sort of reveal a little bit more about what happened on that episode gone bad. Um, but with all of the great episodes, we went back and we took a look at just some of the amazing tips that people have shared so generously on this show over the last four years. And, uh, and we want to just kind of go through some of them are going to be real quick and short. Some are going to be a little bit more of a conversation, but things that have impacted us that we feel you guys should know, you guys should, you know, kind of be like, Oh yeah, that's right. Some insights, some distinctions, some stuff that's helped us in our businesses. Um, and no doubt have helped many of you guys who are listening. And so that's really the format of today's show. Um, if, uh, if you can keep it together and your allergies don't kill you, um, that's, uh, that's what we're thinking. Yeah. And I, I got to say, you know, I, um, especially today, you know, in preparation for this show, I, I, you know, yes, there's certain things that I can just think of, but admittedly, I'll be the first to say, you know, it, a lot's happened in the last four years, you know, in the whole world, let yeah, alone our own individual lives. And so, you know, I had a look back. I was, I was literally just took, took the time just to go back right to the very beginning. I got to say, like, I had, and, and I don't, I mean this with the utmost respect to people. I can't even remember what I did yesterday, let alone four years ago. But we've had such incredible people. And, and, you know, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to spotlight some, some of the guests and some of the tips that, you know, we can recollect as like, oh, this, this was great. But, you know, it's all been great. Yeah. You know, I mean, other than the one that didn't air, but I mean, that, that secretly is my favorite show. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking back, like what a time it's been. Like, and I, and I just want to say, cause many people that are listening to us now, you would have had no clue that we existed two years ago, right? You maybe just recently started tuning in. I want to encourage everybody, you know, when you've got time, go to justthetipshow.com where you will literally find, I mean, I think we've still got the last few just to upload onto the site, but you can go all the way back to all of our former episodes, all the way back to the very beginning. And what I can tell you, what I can honestly say is, yeah, I know there's going to be certain topics that maybe were time to that particular moment in time, but so much of what's there is timeless, you know, and I, and I, and I just want to encourage everybody, you know, because I'm guilty of this. It's almost like, you do a show, we do an episode, we put it out there, we promote it, we let people know, and then it kind of is like, okay, on to the next one, the following mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And as the weeks go on, you know, I'll be the first to confess, you kind of miss and forget, like, wow, we've got this database, this catalog of so much great stuff. So any of our newer listeners, bookmark that site, go back, and, and you can choose categories, whether that's sales and marketing, whether that's entrepreneurship, mindset, there are categories now that you can go to, and there's just so much good stuff there. So to our, you know, to our loyal listeners that enjoy what you're listening to, there is so much there. Over two, well, not over, 200 shows. That's right, yeah. And, and just to talk about, you know, because we, we didn't have any of these categories when we started. We've got e-commerce, entrepreneurship, mindset and personal development, hiring and people management, uh, uh, marketing, sales, productivity, like all these different things. And you know, our, our motivation for creating the show was twofold. We wanted to have, we say it every time in the intro, we wanted to have fun and show people that it's cool that you can make money while doing that. You yes. know, because I think a lot of people get very, very serious. Like I've got my serious business face on and we can't have fun while we're doing this. Right. And it's like, you can have fun and profits 
at the same time. And re- really that's been, that's how this started. And yeah. so, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're super, um, super grateful for all the guests that we've had on. And of course we're going to, you know, kind of pull a few of our highlights out today and talk about them. But every single person has added a ton of value and uh, we want to make sure that you guys know where to get access to that value. So like Dean said, go to justatipshow.com. Uh, you'll find everything there. It's categorized. You can search for stuff. You know, wherever you are in your business, I promise you, we've had at least a couple episodes that have given you strategies on what you can do. And uh, <laughs> the best part about it is because, like, it's all free. Right? right. It's a hundred. It's a hundred percent free. Like there's nothing behind a paywall. There's nothing that you have to buy. This really is. We want to help people uh, grow their business and have a good time doing it. And so, uh, yeah, I think that's a great point, Dean. Directing people, everybody to the site. Um, yeah. So where? So where do you want to kick off? I'm curious to know. And I know this is. I know this is such a tough question. Like. What was the first thing that came to mind where you're like, oh, man, that was one of the tips that changed the way you thought about something? Well, you know, I, um, I, I, I kind of thought that this, this question might come up. I was almost dreading you saying something like, what was the Please don't tell me you prepared yet? for this. Not really, not really. <laughs> I did take some notes because I have gone through and I was like, oh, which were the which episodes were ones that like really stood out that really like, oh, that's such a great thing to share. Yeah. And like, to be honest, I, I don't think I can pinpoint one individual tip, but you know what I will say is that, and again, I find this quite hard to say because it me- almost means like, oh, what about all the other guests? All guests have been great, but I've honestly enjoyed some of our some of our more recent shows and i think it's just because of where i'm at right now and the things Mm. that i'm going through and learning but i have to say episode i'm just looking i did write a couple of things episode 155 with brian kurtz and episode 173 with todd brown Mm. like both I would put in the realm of like hardcore direct response marketers yeah you know and, and and that's kind of like I've had my head in that zone for a good amount of time now on that type of stuff. And like, there was just certain things that those guys said that I just found that just really hit home for me right now. I mean, with Todd, for example, we had that great episode talking about offer creation and marketing campaigns. And I just think like the way that that guy thinks about things and the way he meticulously like breaks things down into such a logical, rational way of thinking in a way that, you know, you can hear that message from other people, I'll say, but like the way in which Todd presents it, it just makes so much more sense. And I think that 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 for me was such a I think there's just I think it's just packed with tips. In well, I uh, I'm glad you brought that up because Todd w- Todd's episode was uh, definitely on the uh, on my list for sure. Um, so if you guys haven't listened to that, what was the number on that one? That was one seven three. One seven three. Make sure you go listen to that. Phenomenal, packed like literally from beginning to end is phenomenal. Uh, but one of the things that I love that we talked about on that on that show was the distinction between marketing and selling. Yes. So, so critical. And I feel like there's very few people who have really uh, created that that important distinction because it's it's sort of a fine line. And I think a lot of people, you know, think about, well, you know, marketing and selling are like basically the same thing, right? And, right. and it's 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 not. <laughs> And to, uh, you know, sort of recap what we talked about with Todd on that episode, marketing is about your prospect. Selling is about your product. 
Ooh. And when you're, uh, when you're, you know, you're marketing something, it's about the wants, the needs, the desires, the hopes, the pains, the fears, all of the things that are going on in your prospects world. And then you're transferring that desire onto your product. And that's yeah. when the selling begins. And, and, uh, and I'm fortunate enough to work closely with Todd, uh, now. And, you know, one of the other things that I feel is, uh, super, super important is this your if you're building a campaign of some kind 75% should be marketing 25% should be selling or somewhere thereabouts right and uh and and i think that despite the fact that i have been in marketing for a very very long time that distinction uh has been so so powerful for me and so that was definitely one of the big things i took away from that episode yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, what is it? That quote from Peter Drucker. It's something like marketing makes selling. And then he uses a word that I don't Perfect. understand, nor can I say. So I just say easy. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the quote you're going for is marketing makes selling superfluous. Um, yeah. but even easy, if I could muster up how to say it though, it's, I still don't understand the word. So I go along well, with it like, Oh yeah, that's a great quote. It's probably it harder like, with your, uh, with your British accent to say that. True. Word. I, I'm this just going to chalk it up to that. This and, is, well, and, generally, we struggle to muster up a, an English sentence. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Or even use the right words. I saw you uh, posted on Facebook not that long ago about um, you had a, an incident where the tire on your car had issues. Yes, and uh, and it was amusing to me the spelling of tire T Y R E. Yes. Whereas here it's T I R E. Well, how would you spell tired? As in, like sleepy. T I R E D. We well, see that's where you, the, this falls apart, then, doesn't it? Really? Use a Y. Like, am I? Am I? No, tired. We like sleepy. We would spell it like you just did. Yeah. But a tire on a vehicle is a very different thing. So I don't know why you'd we'll, spell those. We'll agree things. to disagree. Maybe your new co-host will talk some sense <laughs> into you. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Okay, I'm not even you. trying to recruit a co-host anymore. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. Two hundred <laughs> yeah, episodes. That was, my, that was my contract. <laughs> talked to my agent this morning i was like i just have to grind it out one more time with this british dude and i'm done <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing has been like some sort of social experiment as it, it? Has. Just, like how long can you spend with this guy see if yeah. you can do 200 hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's been a it's been a penance for some <laughs> sins that i committed that i didn't remember about so uh so anyway so the todd the todd episode is there anything else uh from that episode that uh, that you want to highlight before we talk about a few of uh, the other tips? Uh, no, I think just just like I say, the offer creation and the marketing side of things, I think you've hit the nail on the head there with the distinction. Like the whole episode was great. Like literally what that was, one of those episodes where you like, you just sit back and you listen to the whole thing. They'd like get ready to take notes. Yeah, so good. <laughs> All right, so you, uh, so you, so we both, um, we both had Todd on the list. Now you said Brian Kurtz. What was one of the things that uh, you want to highlight there? So uh, I, I, what I loved with with Brian Kurtz, so I've um, like I, I, I followed him for a little while, just like from the sidelines. He obviously has a he came from a background of like the old school direct response ways, you know, back in the you know when when email didn't exist and direct mail was kind of the only way in a, in a way to to communicate with people, and they would you know rent lists and, and communicate that way. And I thought <clears throat> the way in which from somebody that comes from that background that today has you know has the internet and has email um, 
to see somebody that has that wealth of experience break down like where he sees so many people go wrong in today's modern technological age with email. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, you know, when he, you know, I remember him talking about how when they were doing a campaign through direct mail, there was real costs and expenses to putting out that campaign. You, you had to, you had to be pretty damn confident and, you know, be willing, you know, you're putting real money on the line. And he was saying today, you know, you see so many people that have built these audiences through the gift of modern technology and they have people on their email list. And because they don't see the cost of sending that email, you know, how people are just mistreating their audience and abusing it and not really even thinking about what that is. You know, I remember, um, I'm pretty sure I remember him, having having a viewpoint of you know treating your audience almost like a family and not and, yeah. and not abusing that audience just because there isn't a cost to sending that email you know not a yes. physical hard cost like yes. if he has to send you know today we can send an email to 100,000 people at the press of a few buttons back in the day he would have spent you know what a couple of dollars per person 2 3 dollars so that's a $300,000 decision for for you know for that model well, if you had that same mentality of like, okay, I've got this audience and everything I send to them, you know, is, you know, is me communicating with real people and a real audience. I think it, you know, it, it really sort of opened my, my, my eyes and sort of made my, you know, it makes you sort of, sort of pay attention and think, oh, am I, am I mistreating this audience? Am I abusing this? Am I not really giving this the value that it deserves and, and realizing that. And actually I'll, I'll say, cause I, <clears throat> I noticed uh, Yada's there in the comments saying, amen. Yep. I'm actually just going to throw this out there. Why Yada's there now. I actually took notes and, and wrote down one of my other episodes was actually uh, one of our earlier ones uh, with Yada, uh-huh. uh, who was talking about story selling. And um, one of the things, one of the notes that I made from that is you don't have a list, you have people. That's so right. I didn't want to jump between episodes that I'm mentioning, but those two really fit well together. And I think it's such a, you know, such a great point is that, you know, if we take those two, you know, Yada and Brian, they're both essentially getting at the same thing there is like, these are real people on your list. These are real human beings and they deserve yeah. to be treated like real human beings, not just a stat that you see inside your autoresponder. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. And I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah, we had, uh, we had yacht on a couple episodes, right? With uh, episode seventy one, yes. episode one fifty one, and episode one eighty five. I just looked it up. I was like, "Wait, which episode was that?" Um, yeah. But the this but was the idea, this was episode seventy one. This is episode seventy one. You're referencing. You know what I love about today's show? Episode two hundred. You're like locked and loaded. I can't shut you up today. I told you this was the turning point. <laughs> I'm ambidextrous. That's amazing. Am I going to get trumpet fanfare on the way into the show going forward? Like, have we crossed some threshold? I, I feel it's coming. I feel something special about just another 200 episodes more. Yeah, we'll yeah. There. You wait. You wait. I've got a surprise for you in another four years. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, I'll just I'll just add one thing that um, that I love uh, from that episode with Yada was the idea that um, we want to assume familiarity with these people, right? When you're meeting with friends or you send an email to somebody in your, you know, friend group or your family or whatever, you know, it, you don't, you don't, you're not weird about it. You're not like, um, hello, first name, my name is so-and-so like, here's what's going on, right? Like a lot of these emails that I get are absolute garbage because you feel like they've written, been written by a robot. And 
In you some can cases, unsubscribe, you know. You don't have to abuse me publicly on air. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, I wasn't going to mention your name. <laughs> but uh, but I think this idea of assuming familiarity and just welcoming people, right, and saying, "Hey, you're here for a reason. You're a person. I care about you. I I want to uh, I want to help you in whatever way I can. You know, whether that's a distinction that you get from this email, it's a product that you could buy, it's you know anything in between. And I I love I love what you're uh, you're on about here with uh, the don't just because it's cheap. Sending that email doesn't mean you should take it lightly and you need to consider those people, people, right? They all have lives. They could be doing other things with their time, but they're there, you know, listening to you and hearing what you have to say. So I think, uh, I think that's absolutely amazing. So if you guys want to know more about, uh, which episode was Brian? Brian was 155. Yeah, so check out episode 155 and episode 71 uh, if you want to go a little bit deeper on how to really establish a connection with your audience, right? How to talk to them, how to think about it. And I love I love the um, sort of the, the juxtaposition, actually, between Brian's episode and Yada's episode. Brian's very direct response, like metrics, this, that, and the other thing. And Yacht is very relational oriented. And you kind of put those two things together. And it's like, oh, wow, this yeah, is a, this is an incredible recipe. Yeah, definitely. Let's just take a look. What's Yada said? In the, it's funny how we forget about how we feel when being marketed to when we begin marketing to our audiences. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, why does this person talk like this to me? And then we go out and do the same. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, oh, like it's just uh, it's it's incredible. And it's, it's hard to overcome sometimes. And you have to hear that, um, you know from a variety of different sources. And sometimes you're just not ready to hear that. You know, there's some people that just blast away at their email list and it, you know, doesn't really work because they're not creating a relationship. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one. I'm going to rewind even further than episode 71. Oof. I'm going back. And I'm going to go back to episode 34. (sighs) Who's Mr. Dan Locke was on the show. Right. Yes. Um, Dan's uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Dan, he has just, exploded his presence online um, over the last several years. Super great, uh, you know, super great guy, great at closing sales. But um, but our, our episode didn't really focus on sales. It was interesting because it focused more on the mindset. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Dan's got such a such a strong mindset. And I remember, you know, he was talking about the reason he's been able to grow his business and everything as quickly as he has is because he he just acts. He just takes action. And he's like, do the damn thing. Just do it. And he's like, yeah. I want, you know, I wake up in the morning and I know I'm supposed to do pushups. I don't think about it. I just do the pushups. You know, yeah. I have a call I'm supposed to make. I don't think about doing the call. I make the call. And, uh, and I went back and I looked at a quote from that episode and it's super powerful. And it, and it's, it's so, it's so awesome. When I think, I act. When I feel fear, I act. Just whatever it is, I act. I act. I act. I take action. And I think that a lot of people get hung up. Um, I know I have where it's like, all right, well, like, sh- you know, what am I going to do? Like all this. And it's like the, the antidote to all that stuff is, uh, is taking action. So that's one of the, that was definitely on, on my list. Yeah. In terms no, of just like awesome. a really succinct, simple, powerful way of looking at things. Um, and I couldn't help the opportunity to one up you by going back 
in the archives even further than episode 71. Well, it depends how deep you want to play that game because I've got a note on episode three. Uh, okay. I have an episode on negative two. <laughs> I thought of a great show before you even asked me to do this podcast. <laughs> I've just not told you about it yet. All right. So we're rewinding. Are we going to rewind to episode three? We can go there if you want. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I like I stand in in uh, in awe. Of your uh, your time machine capabilities. What what was episode three? Well, just just quickly, just just before we go to that. So uh, one thing that you just said there with Dan Locke, you know, it reminded me of something. I, I don't know when it was, but like I saw a video or an interview with like Tony Robbins, and he was talking about he has this like plunge pool thing at his home. Yes, and just like he, you know, it's like whatever freezing cold temperatures, and every day he's like, you know, in the plunge pool for whatever the you know health benefits and whatever. But he said one of the reasons he does it is that. He's trained himself to just get it done. You know, he doesn't want to be in there. It's freezing cold. It's not going to feel good. It's not going to feel comfortable. But he said, I've learned to not allow myself to bullshit myself ultimately. You know, and it's a similar kind of thing, isn't it? It's just like act, get it done. So, uh, yeah, just made me think of that. So um, jumping right back then to episode three, this is when we actually had John Parks. Oh, yes, of course. I can't believe it's been almost four years since we had John on the show. Yeah, we need to have him back on the show. We should. We should. It'd be good. I I imagine a lot's changed in the land of uh, Facebook in the last four years. All right. So what was what was uh, what was the takeaway from John? So one of the things that I loved with this and I, I wanted to I wanted to pinpoint something on this that is timeless. And that is where he was talking about. We had we had an episode with John specifically talking about Facebook advertising. And one of the things that he was talking about that I thought was such a great thing for everybody to listen to was how you have to understand the way the platform you're working with actually operates. Mm. So, for example, with Facebook, John was talking about how Facebook is a scrolling platform. Mm-hmm. You know, and that when you when you actually just step back emotionally, detach from like, oh yeah, I'm advertising on the great big Facebook, and instead say, you know. What does this platform work like? How do users interact and engage and use this platform? And when we know that, you know, Facebook, the people grab their phone and they they are going like this. They're sitting in their bed or they're on a, in a cab or whatever, and they're just scrolling. So when you understand that, that's a very different way than people are engaging with YouTube, for example, right? People aren't sitting on YouTube doing this, generally speaking. They're watching. Right. And so I thought that was such a great thing because I think a lot of times people – People just throw stuff up there. You know, they'll say, oh, well, I had an ad that worked on YouTube. Let me let me just throw that on here. Or, oh, I had an ad that worked on this platform. Let me throw it on Facebook and I bet it will blow up. And I think it was such a great discussion around understanding the differences between the platforms. And obviously, yeah, John applied it to uh, specifically to Facebook. But I think for any online advertiser or anyone looking to, to start advertising online, one of the most important things you can ever do before you begin is to understand the nature of how people are using that platform. So, right. for example, with Facebook, obviously, we spoke about and John was sharing that if we know it's a scrolling platform, then the first thing we've got to do is to get people to stop scrolling. You know, they can't watch your video if they're just scrolling past it or they can't read your copy if they're just scrolling past. So we have to be able to stop the scroll, get their attention before anything else can happen. And that's not necessarily the same challenge that you will have if you're going to advertise on some other platform that isn't a scrolling type platform. So I thought that was such a such a great thing just to realize and recognize like, oh, if I understand that that's how people use the platform, I now have to then understand what I have to accomplish before someone can click my ad. 
Absolutely. I thought that was a great way of uh, just a great way of stepping back and looking at what people are doing there. Well, I, I love that. And just the uh, hearing you talk about that, the uh, the principle of that is like, well, what's the what's the fundamental piece of this? Right. Because a lot of times uh, we have a tendency to go right to the detail of something mm. and lose sight of the big picture. Right. And the big picture there is, well, like, what's the platform intended to do and how do people use it? Right. And it's, it's a super important question to be able to answer before you actually proceed if you want to have success with it. And that sort of like big picture, top down um, look at things reminded me of uh, episode 80 that we did with uh, Perry Marshall, oh. who was uh, absolutely amazing guy. That's and, on my list. And uh, he, you know, he talked about, I don't know if he said this on the episode, but, uh, but I, I'm fairly confident I heard it from him to begin with. He said, when you're split testing things or when you're analyzing things or looking at things, first you got to look at forests, then trees, then branches, and then leaves. And I think that, if we're talking about, you know, the, the thing that you mentioned from episode three with John, you know, okay, well, what, what's the behavior on this platform? Like, why is the platform here? What do people want to do with it? Like, that's the forest, right? And if you're focused on the leaf, it's like, oh man, the, you know, the, the, uh, the ad copy isn't working or the image or, you know, I don't, ha I'm not wearing red in this image or whatever. It's like, right. that's like a leaf. First, yeah. you got to first you got to plan out your strategic approach, and um and and Perry's just uh you know very very strategic thinker, and so you're talking about that reminded me of some of those frameworks that uh, that Perry had shared with us on uh, what was it yeah episode episode eighty yeah but well, it's funny you said that I've actually got that written down as one of my highlighted episodes. Oh, so I see you're just trying to one-up me here. That's what this show is about. This is where we, we have debased ourselves into an <laughs> unusual competition. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, oh, the other thing I did, I did want to ask you before we move on, do you scroll while you're riding on the white noble steed? <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to ride, isn't it? <laughs> so you scroll and ride. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I just, I wasn't sure. Cause you're like, we you know when you're in a cab or whatever. And I, I had the thought, I was like, well, I wonder if he scrolls while he rides. Of course. Yeah. No, it's just everybody. I, I apologize for insulting you. I didn't realize it was so obvious. That's okay. That's okay. We got another 200 shows to fix this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, so what else were you going to say about the episode with Perry? Well, just in general, obviously I think a lot of people that would know of Perry would know of the 80, 20 principle. And I think, um, yep. you know, from his, from his book, of course, I, I know, you know, I'm not sort of saying anything new in, in, in saying that for anyone that obviously has read the book or have heard of the principle, but I think it might, it, I think it's quite possibly one of those things that people are like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. I know of that. Yeah, of course. Like how many people actually stop and look at it? I mean, yeah. in terms of their own activity yeah. and what's going on, I think very few. I think it's one of those things that people would be well advised to almost revisit on a routine basis. Yeah, I don't think Absolutely. it's a case of like, oh yeah, I read that book once. I've I've heard of that principle. Yeah, that's one of those internet marketing things. Like, no, this is a this is a real thing. Like, it's yeah. a real principle that if you apply this to everything that you're doing, you will see positive difference. Yes, and I think you know it's easy. It it is you know because it's been around for a long, long time and spoke about in many a circles and always raised in discussions. You know, but 
Don't mistake that, though, for not giving it the credibility and the, the, the attention it needs. I think, you know, that's been such a valuable process to me. You know, any time, literally any time where I feel like, you know, I'm not moving forwards fast enough. Why, you know, sometimes I think, you know, why do I feel so busy? But yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't feel like I'm moving, like nothing, like the numbers aren't changing, but I feel so much busier. Right. You know, and so many times I step back and I say, hang on. What are the activities that lead to money going in that bank account? What are the activities that actually grow this business? And you can go from literally feeling like this busy fool that's just working every day to all of a sudden stepping back and saying like, holy crap, I could work an hour a day and still maintain the business where it is today or probably grow it. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing 10 hours a day? You know, And yeah. I think it's such a great thing of, for people of all levels. Like if you're just starting out, I promise you that most of what you're doing is leading to nothing. And if you're, if you're flying, like, it's probably an even more important exercise to do because you'll be able to plug up some holes and grow so much faster. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Man, I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. And I think you're right. It's not a, I, oh, I did the, I did, I did the 80 20 rule once. <laughs> right. It's like, it's a way of thinking. Right. right? It should, it exactly. should become a behavioral thing. Like, how can I apply that principle wherever I am? Right. It's, it's such a simple, but valuable and strategic instrument to say, where are the results coming from? Where are most of the results coming from? And how do I just do more of that? Right. If, if to your point, if most people just thought through that on a, let's not even say every day, because that might be a stretch for a lot of people, even just a weekly or monthly basis, you know, taking a look back and saying, all right, over the last week, where did most of my results come from? Over the last month, where did most of my results come from? The last year, the last five years, whatever. Yeah. Let me do more of that. Like it's, it's incredible how simple it is. And I think it, it doesn't get used often enough because it's deceptively simple, but it's so, yeah. so powerful. And, uh, yeah, on that episode, I mean, Perry's just like, you know, thought about this inside and out. Um, and episode 80 is, uh, just packed with wisdom on how yeah. to take that and apply that to your, business and and your life to be quite honest right it's like definitely where does 80 percent of your happiness come from you know yeah do more of that (laughs) yeah so true and you said about uh you know maybe daily is excess excessive but you know for anybody that kind of is a bit more organized you know and you sit down and you look at a to-do list every day and you're like okay this is the stuff i got to get done today 80 20 that list and be like okay i got 10 things which two i get the most income producing activities or the most impactful activity shift them to the top of the list get them done first because if yeah. you burn out after six you want yeah. to make sure that those things are done first so Absolutely. yeah a great a great way of thinking a great principle philosophy whatever great yeah. so good all right who's next up uh well i think i piggybacked off your perry marshall there didn't i you did. so, yeah, way to leech off of that well i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna take it back i'm gonna go back again I'm, all right uh, let's go back how far see, back there was uh, there was an unaired episode for which has never been heard, <laughs> and this is somebody that's in the network marketing space, and they came on the show and they showed us how not to be in network marketing. Yes, but we've had a guest on our show, friend of both of ours, somebody we both respect. Now he came on the show on the twenty fifth episode, Mr. Oh, wow. Ray Higdon. That was a and while he, ago. Oh my gosh, twenty it's a episode, good old time 25. ago. Yeah, all the way back at episode 25. And uh, 
you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pinpoint one specific thing here because what I loved about that episode as a whole was somebody representing network marketing in a good way. Mm. Because I think it's an industry that has such a dark shadow cast over it because unfortunately right. a lot of people do do things the wrong way and you know give give props to those people they're only doing what they've been told to do and some of these leader type roles and some of the companies you know it comes from the top down and they tell people to go off and do these horrendous type things that you're just like oh gosh you know and unfortunately you don't know what you don't know and until you know better you will only do what you've been taught to do and unfortunately a lot of people aren't leading people in the right way and whilst i'm not you know, I've got absolutely nothing against network marketing. I think it's a it's a great thing. And I tell you one thing that Ray actually did say. He called it a gateway business. Right. You know, he said it's a gateway often to many other things. People learn because they adopt, you know, foundational skills if they learn from the right people and do it the right way. And that can lead on to many other things. And I think what well, the reason I wanted to mention that is because if there's anybody listening that's either in network marketing or maybe even like I used to, you do have a tainted negative view of that business model, I want to just encourage everybody just to take like 30 minutes out and just go and listen to that because what you're going to hear is somebody that represents the model in the right way and teaches it in the right way. And it, it was packed with so much good advice on what the bad ways of doing it are. I think there was even some examples on that episode of how not to pitch and how not to do things. And then there were some examples of like, well, what is the right way? And, you know, how can you have success in that industry without being, you know, sleazy and trying to beg your family and alienating everyone around you? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, do things the right way. And I thought it was such a great episode as somebody kind of like representing the model in the right way. Yeah. You know, and it really showed a different perspective perspective on on the whole business model as a whole. And I think it was a really good episode. I, I'm so glad you brought that up. First first of all, Ray, Ray's an awesome guy. Um, and uh, very funny as well. I'm not sure if you've yeah. seen any of his recent Instagram things that he's doing, but he's sort of like poking fun at all of the wrong ways that people try and sell network marketing oh but nice. he wear but he wears like these funny hats and wigs <laughs> and everything and it's like him being like the the weird person and then on the other side it's like him being himself and he's like having this conversation but it, <laughs> but the costumes are so like obviously bad right it's, it's hysterical he wears this one like like rainbow colored wig that basically looks like color covers his eyes <laughs> anyway, so not only not only uh, is he a great champion of that entire industry, he's he's also a really funny and intelligent guy. Um, but I think one of the one of the things that that you shared about his his approach is he's like he I feel like he's on a mission to like clean up the name mm. of network marketing and uh, and you know it is a gateway business. I don't talk about this a whole lot, but one of my very very early ventures was uh I I was in a network marketing at in a company called Herbalife and I was a distributor. Right. And um and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I did two or three network marketing businesses um at while I was in my very first corporate job. So this is going back a ways and I didn't like the things that I was being taught. Like, oh like just right. make a list of everybody you know and then go bombard them until they buy something from you. And I'm like, wait, like, why do I have to pimp out my friends and my family? That doesn't feel good. And, uh, and Ray's just done such a phenomenal job showing people how you can like learn real marketing skills. Yes. Real sales skills. 
and uh, and and build something substantial. And so even uh, you know, even if you're not in network marketing, I think that episode's worth listening to just because the principles that he uses to teach people in network marketing are are universally applicable no matter what kind of business that you're in. And um, yeah, so you know, and and uh, it just just absolutely great guy and great episode. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, what's what's on your list? All right, so I got another one, um, a little bit more recent. Not, I mean, more recent, 47 episodes ago. So I guess close to a year ago. <laughs> yeah, just a year ago, you know. Yeah, no, it, it literally feels like so. Episode 153, we had Sean Castrina on, and uh, Sean was uh, talking with us about really like the art of the startup. And, you know, there's so many people who have an idea and they take that idea and they run with it. And, you know, they invest lots of time, lots of money, lots of energy, like all these different things. And then it doesn't work out. And Sean had such a, uh, such a really gifted way of sharing how he does market research before the startup, right? Like how do you, like, wouldn't you want to know, um, whether your business had a high chance of succeeding before you started it. And, and it's like, uh, yes, but, but as entrepreneurs, we get so wrapped up in, I've got this amazing idea that I need to bring into the world. Right. And it's that the whole, if you build it, they will come mentality, which never happens by the way. No, Um, no, I keep trying. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody (laughs) keeps trying. Everyone's like, why field of dreams. Right. And, uh, but Sean, uh, Sean really, you know, had a couple, a couple really good points. And I think one of the ones that I just want to highlight here is I've, I've talked with people who just aren't educated enough in how startup works before. And they think that if they have a unique idea and nobody else is doing it, it's going to work. And the truth is competition is good. And Sean really drove that point home. And I think it's yeah. something that everybody needs to hear because if there's no competition, it means there's no market. Right. And you can't sell something where there's no market. Right. So right. True. And, so and, uh, and so you've got to determine, like, do we have a market to sell this? Because the market is so much more important than your idea or the way that you're planning on delivering the idea. And, uh, and just to, uh, you know, kind of, circle back to the Brian Kurtz conversation because all these things are so interrelated and I, and I feel so grateful to have had personal conversations on this show with so many of these awesome people. Um, but you know, Brian, Brian owns the publishing rights to, uh, breakthrough advertising. Yes. And one of the something most, I didn't know before I paid like 500, 600, 700 dollars <laughs> yeah. for my copy. Right. We probably should have just asked him, Hey, we had you on the show. He'd been like, you, for you guys, double. Um, <laughs> now I don't think that's the kind of guy he is, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so breakthrough advertising talks about the goal of marketing is to tap into the existing desire that a market has. Right. And so, you know, on, on the episode with Sean, uh, episode 153, and he's talking about competition. Competition is part of what makes up a market. Right. Right. And if you don't have that market, how are you tapping into the existing desire? Because no matter how much money you have, no matter how cool your idea is, no matter how smart you are, how like awesome everybody thinks you are, you don't have a business if you don't have a market to sell your thing to. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Period. Yes. You know, and markets so evolve and markets develop, but you don't have enough money to develop a market. Right. Right. Yeah. Even Jeff Bezos doesn't develop markets. He taps into the desires that are already there. Right. I want books or products or whatever faster, cheaper and more uh, and more convenient than what I'm getting right now. And so. So, yeah. So that episode 153 with Sean, I just felt like I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, kind of market analysis and things like that before. But Sean's just like um, he's just a pro at that stage of the game. And it's worth listening to if you have an idea and you don't know what to do with it. If you have an idea and you're already running with it and you're like, it's not working exactly the way that you think you want it to. Um, or even if you just want to sharpen up your business acumen, um, I'd say go back and take a, take a listen to that show. Take a yeah. listen, have a listen, take a listen. Like what's the right way to say that? I, why I am mean, I asking you? You're British. You don't even know anything. That's what I was about to say. We're in, we're an international, uh, pair here. So we can say anything in it. That's it's right. Yeah. Somewhere. It's going to be right <laughs> in some country. It's probably the way they say it in Zhengzhou. Probably. Shout out to our regulars. Yeah. What's up, Zhengzhou? We see you. <laughs> hey, you enjoyed all 200 shows out there. The back catalog. I know what you guys are doing. <laughs> <laughs> Just soaking up all the goodness. All right. So what else you got? Well, I've got, I've got one that I wanted to mention. It's really dull though, to be honest. <laughs> Shout right. out to this guest. <laughs> but I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean the guest. I love it. You've just insulted whoever. <laughs> it's probably an episode with just you and me and you're about to insult me from the sounds of this. No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's the subjects not that exciting. It was episode 117 with Andre Minkoff and it was all about protecting, uh, you know, trademarks and protecting your intellectual property. And I'll tell you why I wanted to mention this. So uh, regular listeners to the, sh- to the show will know that uh, one of the businesses I have together with my wife is in the cosmetics, beauty right. industry. Now, when we first started that business, like five years ago, whatever it was now, we formed the company, the actual entity, and we had a specific name. And further down the line, like two years later or something, we were like, oh, we've got this name wrong. Like it's, you know, it's not good. It's not the brand. So we changed it and we were like, yes, we were all in on this, this brand, did a bit of research, like, and I don't mean extensive research. I just mean like, is anyone else using this name online? Like I right. can't see anyone on Facebook. So, right. hey, like, let's go with it. Rebranded, set off on this journey. The business is doing, re- like starting to go well at this point. And not long, I think it was like, a few months after that episode of me going like, oh, protecting names and brands, dull, oh, like, you know, not really paying too much attention because I'm like, no, I'm a marketing guy. Let's talk about something exciting. Yes. Not long after, within a, probably six months of that episode airing, we ended up in a legal battle over our brand with another brand that had started using that name before us. And after, you know, lots of fights and battles, we were like, it's going to be too costly in energy zapping to pursue this. So we had to walk away and we had to start again. And that was towards the end of, uh, was it like the beginning of last year or something that we almost had to start again with the, with a new brand. And, uh, you know, so going back and looking through the archives, you know, I wish that I'd as, as, you know, as switched off as I was to the subject thinking like, Oh, I've been in business all this time. That's never been a major problem to me. <laughs> Lo and behold, 
there we go. Yeah. I ended up losing the brand that we'd established and had to uh, kind of rebuild. And yeah, sure. Okay. Things are, things have gone good now. That worked out good for us, but that may not have been the case. You know, it was a major setback and I wish, you know, that subject was something as a brand owner that's making a manufacturing product, you know, and it doesn't have to be that digital products, any intellectual property. You know, I wish that something that was a long term thing for me that wasn't just a little quick thing that I didn't you know, necessarily see as a long term thing. Like I wish I'd have taken it more seriously, this whole concept mm-hmm. of understanding that somebody if you don't protect it, someone else might and you might lose this name, you might lose this brand, you might lose yeah lose out and so i just wanted to make just a you know just a little mention of that because i think it's actually a much more serious and important topic than what i'd given it credibility for to be honest and a i'm cautionary tale a cautionary tale yes a cautionary tale and i agree with you and um you you gotta like i think the the biggest reason i was as tuned into that episode was because i'd already gone through something like that and right. uh and it's it's just it's it's so it's so uh, disheartening. Yes, to you know, put your your all of your energy, your heart, your mind, your soul, like your blood, sweat, and tears into something, and then somebody's like, "Oh yeah, you can't you can't call it that." You're like, right. What? What do you mean I can't call it that? And yeah. uh, and as you know, as fun as you know, business can be. There's also this very legal side to things that really needs to be taken into account. And uh, yeah, I think it's that episode. What number was that one? That was 117. Yeah, yeah, go and yeah, 117. Like I literally feel like we just had Andre on the show. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's crazy. <laughs> it's um, yeah, go listen to that to for, you know protect your assets. So so we've got probably five five to seven minutes before uh, Doug pulls us off the air, and uh, there's one episode that I really wanted to uh, share um, for a variety of reasons. Episode 167. Uh, oh, with Brandon and Kalen Poulin. Yes. Um, and I want to share, I want to share a couple takeaways, uh, from that episode for a variety of reasons. Um, number one, the, the, the way that they've run their business, the way that they've grown their business, you and I have both known them for a very long time and they were like just figuring it out, you know, yeah. when we met them six yeah. years ago or something like that. And uh, in 2019, I think they were the number four fastest growing company in the entire country. <laughs> and uh, the the speed with which they have developed a um, uh, an empire has been staggering and very, very, uh, very amazing. And and what I love about them is they've done it with an insane amount of integrity. Right? There's so many people out there who will step on other people who will shortcut things, not do things the right way. And I think that sometimes leads people to believe like in order to get ahead, you have to like, you have to be that ugly or you have to do that. And, and these guys are just a shining example of doing things the right way. But one of the things that came up on that episode that I think everybody, everybody needs to hear. And I've sort of saved it for last because I think it's, uh, it's worth parting on this is that your customers are your biggest asset. Like you are at you, you're in business to serve your customers and nothing like that is the number one thing that they have done. You know, their from their, uh, their mission statement, you know, our company exists to help women lose weight and love themselves again. Like even I know their mission statement. That's how, like how much they communicated and they do everything to help those women 
in every way imaginable. And the, the tribe that they've grown, the raving fans that they have, all of this, it's not an accident. It's, it's been intentional because they've just continued to focus on how do we treat our customers as the biggest asset that we have. Because you guys, if you don't have customers, you don't have a business. Period. End of story. There is no business. It doesn't matter how cool the product is, the services, doesn't matter how many people are on your team, doesn't matter what tech stack you're running, like nothing matters if you don't have customers. And so I think um, episode 167 is just such an incredibly great episode. We had titled it How to Scale Your Company Fast, but it really came down to the fundamentals. Your customers are your biggest asset and you got to treat them like gold. Well, I love that you said that because here on my notes, I have this note. 167, Brandon and Kalen, your customers are your best asset. Don't yeah. shut them out. Yeah. Yeah. That was my quote of, of remembrance from that episode. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so good. Yeah. That, that really was like, I can honestly say, like, especially knowing them and having seen from the early days of what they've done. Like, what an inspiration. I, I don't think there's a single person listening to this that won't love that episode. Like yeah. to hear the story and to hear the advice, like, and what advice to be able to give, like what they've done is like, it's one of those unicorn situations in this, like, wow, you don't get to see that happen too often. You don't see people that work like they work and figure things out the way they figure things out. And I tell you another, another thought from, from that show that I, uh, that I um, that I recall. I remember. Uh, I remember. I said to 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 them both. You know, you you see somebody like them, and like we're saying here now, like wow, what an inspiration! What they've done, it's incredible, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And from the outside in, you see somebody like that, and you know, you look at it. I don't know about you, James, but I sometimes will look and I think like, oh, why do I not do that? Like, what am I getting it wrong? Like everything, it looks like everything they touch turns to gold. They get it all right every time. Mm. I remember asking like, is that the real situation? Or like, what's it like behind the scenes as such? And I remember Brandon almost like laughing. Yeah. And, you know, he, yeah. Sort, he sort of said like, the challenges are ridiculous that yes. they face on a day in, day in and day out basis, you know? And I think it's just, that just serves as a great reminder to everyone. Cause I think everyone in their own situation we're facing our own unique chat, well, our own challenges. And a lot of times it can feel like when you're wrapped up in your own world, like, why is this just happening to me? You look outwards and you see that, that 5% of people's life on social media, everything looks to be good. Why am I struggling? And to see a business that's blown up like theirs, to hear them say, look, it might look rosy and gold on the outside, but believe me, we're putting out fires and problems all day, every day. And to think that there's a business or somebody going through business or life without that, you know, you're just BSing yourself. So understand no matter what challenge you're facing, you know, everybody goes through that and you can just keep going and beat that. So I think that was a great episode. Absolutely. What a, what a, what a great place to end on. So, uh, Doug is, is threatening right now. He's like, we've got a minute left. And, uh, and just in that last minute, I want to, I want to just, uh, say something that I will be very unlikely that I'll ever say again. It has been an honor to host these first 200 episodes with you. Thank you for showing up consistently and for, uh, for creating a show that I think a lot of people can count on to get great advice and have a great time uh, while they're, while they're learning how to grow their business. So I tip my hat to you, my <laughs> British friend. <laughs> oh God, you're going to make me say something nice, aren't you? 
I, I just didn't. I didn't really leave enough time for you to say something. Nice. Is, this, is this where like my screen goes off and a new guest comes in? And, you're like, <laughs> the oh, co- and with that, Mr. Dean Holland is out of here, and we're bringing on our new co-host, Mr. <laughs> Don Holland. So <laughs> yes. anyway, we've got to we've got to wrap it up here. Um, and uh, we appreciate you guys being with us for these first 200 episodes. Really, make sure you go back and look at the catalog. There's some great stuff in there, and that's why we want to highlight this stuff for you guys today. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. This is James P. Friel signing off for my, for me and my co-host, Mr. Dean Holland. We will talk with you guys later. See you, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, visit me for free training and resources at jamesbfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.